Good morning, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Med Ethics Podcast, where we discuss medical ethical dilemmas and ethics bull cases. So if you were with us last week, we are still going to talk about the liver allocation case. Last week, we simply talked about the case itself, just a general broad overview of what the case was and what it entailed. But today, we're actually going to get into the case itself. So last week, um, I'll just do a quick recap of the case. So the case itself is about um, the uh, distribution of liver donations in the U.S. So the U.S. is divided into 11 geographic regions for uh, liver donation purposes. But um, the amount of livers available to people in each of these locations is sparsely different, uh, is very uh, different. And in some states, such as New York, only 326, uh, 327 livers were donated, while in places such as the Deep South and Puerto Rico, almost 1,336 livers were donated. So just in that, you can already see the uh, disparity in liver donation. So today, we're just going to talk about the case itself, um, try to dive into it, and uh, discuss the various factors in play. Um, okay, let's see what we want to talk about first. So let's actually go over the study questions really quickly. So these are part of the case and all of, all of the case, the PDFs will be posted to the episode description. So you can follow along whenever you want. So let's go ahead and get started with the study questions. Number one, is it fair to distribute organs by geographic availability? Two, what should we use as a primary criteria for determine how for determining how to distribute livers and other vital organs. And three, should joining multiple regional registries for liver, liver transplants be allowed? So take a moment and process that yourself and see what your initial reactions are to those questions and how you would answer them. All right, uh, I hope you had a chance to look over um, the uh, questions, the study questions, and made some formulations based on your own logic and moral uh, principles. But um, yeah, I'll go ahead and give you guys my line of reasoning and you can disagree with it or agree with it. Um, remember, you can always mes message us through the Spotify um, uh, direct message. Uh, direct messaging system if you have any input or comments or questions or anything like that and all of everything that I say all of my reasoning that's just my opinion based on my uh, moral beliefs but you are in the perfect right to disagree with it so yeah let's dive in so uh, I did some research myself uh, and I will be quoting some philosophers and some texts but that usually won't get too deep but if you would like to check them out, you can always pause the podcast and go over and then come back. All right. So the first argument I would like to use is the principles of justice. According to John Rawls, there are two principles of justice that will create fairness within a society. The first principle is that each person has an equal right to the most extensive liberties compatible with similar liberties for all. Um, the second principle is that social and economic inequalities are to satisfy two conditions, 
They are to be attached to offices and positions open to all under conditions of fair equality of opportunity, and they are to be the greatest benefit of the least advantaged members of society, the difference, uh, which is also known as the difference principle. So these are just two principles of John Rawls. Um, they basically define equality. Um, so if some, if a person has a right, um, that right and the liberties that come with the right should be the uh, rights and liberties for everyone in that society. And uh, another one is that offices and positions are open to all under conditions of fair equality of opportunity. All right. So for this case, um, we're interested in the second part of the second principle that, regu uh, that regulates the distribution of wealth and income. That principle is to allow for there to be an advantage to those who will be worst off. So in this case, allowing people to pay to join multiple registries would go against this principle because it would allow for those who are well off to benefit more than the poorer members of society. Um, so I was just referring back to the case. Let me see what paragraph it is really quickly. Um, okay. It's the beginning of the third paragraph where it says, additionally, these changes will leave in place another feature of the current system, which has received some criticism. It will still be possible for people to join multiple liver registries if they can afford it. So yeah, that's the principle. Uh, that's the, um, that's the statement I was arguing against right there. Um, I don't think that follows the fair uh, equality of opportunities principle because people who are well off and obviously in a better socioeconomic position will be able to register for multiple liver registries while people who are not well off will not be able to. So there's a slight um, disparity, not slight, there's a clear disparity there. Um, so I don't think that part is ethical. And second thing I'd like to talk about is um, the justice in the healthcare system is usually defined as a form of fairness or as Aristotle once said, giving to each that which is his due. So this implies the fair distribution of goods in society uh, requires that we look at the role of entitlement. The question of distributive justice also seems to um, depend on the fact that some goods and services are in short supply. Um, just, general, just in general, the principles of supply and demand. Not all individuals in society will have access to everything that they want so there's always going to be that trade-off there and since there's not enough to go around this means that allocating scarce scarce resources must be determined that's the um, primary and foremost principle of economics how a society can allocate its scarce resources so in addition to ethics economics is also in play, not economics, but the principles of economics are also in play in this. Um, but I have an other, another argument to propose as well. So if you look at this case from a utilitarian perspective, which directly goes against the Rawls principle of justice, uh, the guidelines for UNOS, the United Network for Organ Sharing, already have in place for distributing livers try to uh, try to ensure that whoever is getting the liver is in the most need compared to others. 
so this is more like uh, this is more equality than equity so equity is providing the same resources to all members of society while equality is pro uh, providing proportional amounts of resources in society to those who need it the most and those who need it the least um, for example I don't know if uh, the audience or if you guys have seen that picture of the specter spectators on a baseball field but what that image is is usually there's a fence in the baseball field or whatever sport that is going on and all of the members are of different heights so not everyone not everyone is able to see the baseball game over the field but there's a very clear picture that illustrates equality and equity so in equity um actually let me try to pull up that picture really quickly just uh and i'll post this in the uh description as well so you guys can see that but um yeah so in equality every single member has the same size box regardless of their previous height so um it is being fair in a way to all members of society so in equality sometimes even the short members quote-unquote of society or referring to those in a low socioeconomic position they're still provided the same amount of resources as those that are wealthy or tall in the scenario so equality is not always the best um, scenario or the uh, solution because the, the people who are wealthy in society gain the same benefits as those who are not so well off so it does nothing to really address the disparity um, the other solution i'd like to talk about is equity uh, using the same baseball field example so people who are socioeconomically um, worse receive more benefit while people who are already well off in society socioeconomically usually don't refer uh, don't receive anything so this is more of like addressing the disparity rather than focusing on treating each member of society the same um, so there is a clear difference between those but um, yeah going back to what I was saying um, so the guidelines UNOS, the United Network for Organ Sharing, have already placed, ha already have in place for distributing livers to ensure that whoever is getting the liver is in the most comparative need, uh, most need comparative to others. So I just wanted to reiterate that part. I already said that, but uh, I feel like that's a really important part of this argument right here. So these guidelines look into the age, severity of need, number of dependents, health, and MELD scores of the patient, as well as their location. Because of this, it ensures that all livers will be used and the greatest number of people will be helped. However, um, in this system, uh, utilitarianism is the most beneficial way of all allocating organs because it works to ensure that the most amount of people are getting resources. Um, if you get that um, let's see so we talked about Rawls principles of justice of equality and then we talked about a more utilitarian um, equity based or uh, greatest amount based uh, method 
Now I want to talk about a third argument. So it's that organ transplants being based on geographic regions brings up some issues due to the fact that different regions in the U.S. tend to have more livers than others. So the South has a disproportionate amount of livers while the North has less, which can be unfair to people confined in regions where livers are harder to get. However, um, despite the unfair distributions within these regions, it's still justifiable because it's important to make sure that the livers don't decrease in viability when being transported. And, and since they're only good for eight to 12 hours, like the case states. So even though the unequal distribution of livers in this uh, in the United States based on region is not completely equal, it's a necessary evil because if we did try to equalize it, that would just hurt the amount of livers, or not hurt it, it would diminish, diminish the amount of livers in total that is available, that are available to all patients. And that in fact is more detrimental than just having an unequal number. So um, yeah, so because the unfair distribution that I just mentioned, we could uh, better fulfill the distribution of goods if we uh, if we had like presumed consent. So just going into what that means, in countries like, in, like Spain, it is uh, widespread under their healthcare laws that when a patient is deceased, there is presumed consent that, that the diseased would willingly donate their organs unless the family expresses that they don't allow for the organs to be donated. In most cases, presumed consent works in allowing quicker and more available and in some places even excess organs. So presumed consent overall is a very beneficial thing just because there's less of a struggle to meet the demand for organs and there's a greater supply just because as soon as someone is deceased, there's just an instant um, consent and clarification that yes, this organ, it can be used to support further life. So concerning allowing people to join multiple registries, I think that it is acceptable People should be allowed to fight to their best abilities to increase their chances at survival. Um, many patients waiting for organs argue that they feel like they have no autonomy over their body or their health status, but being able to proactively register for multiple lists might give them a sense of autonomy and reassurance just because it makes them feel like they're doing everything they can to have the best shot at life. Um, so we discovered, uh, we discussed a very big chunk of the case today, and I think we're making good progress on the liver allocation case. Thank you once again for joining me. All of the information for this case will be in the description. If you have any questions, please feel free to uh, message me on Spotify and I will answer you as soon as possible. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do enjoy discussing these medical ethical dilemmas. They're my passion. Um, have a good day and don't forget to stay ethical.